0: Love Talk Radio. Good evening, my name is Jeanette Abney and I want to thank you for joining me here for another episode here at Precious Particumans Blog Talk Radio. Now many of you may not know, but on Tuesdays is when we do the show from the pulpit to the couch where you would normally receive biblical teachings sometimes from somebody in ministry as well as myself, Jeanette Abney, a licensed marriage and family therapist. But today I'm going to have a special guest on the show because he was supposed to be on last week, but we had to kind of postpone the show until this week. And today's topic is entitled, Too Blessed to Be Stressed. So if you've been dealing with a lot of anxiety, if you've been dealing with a lot of stress, if you've been worrying about something, whether it's either finances, a relationship, your children going off to college, your own health, whatever it is, you'll want to take a seat and relax as we're going to be talking about too blessed to be stressed. Hey, Cornell, I see you on there. So let me log on my, I, I believe it's my guest. Let me see. Hi, this is Jeanette. Welcome to Precious Predicaments Blog Talk Radio. How are you doing? Number in 5283 Is this my special guest? Hello, hello. Hello. Yes, How hello. are you doing today?
1: Dr. Dave. Good. Dr. <laughs> Dave's here, doing fantastic. I'm here in, uh, well, uh, Texas today, and it is super hot, but I'm glad to be here.
0: How is the weather besides it being hot? Because I've been watching the news off and on, little clips. i know that there's real bad weather in a lot of different states, and I thought Texas was one of them that they're having some some weather issues.
1: Yeah, we had some storms, some hail. I mean, there, you never know what you're going to get in Texas this time of year, so you just hang on and just go with the flow, really, you know.
0: <laughs> you said hang on and go for the ride. Wow. You know, and that's, <laughs>
1: that's right, man. Uh,
0: I remember being in Houston one year, and it was raining and hailing, and it was hot. I said, I deal with this kind of heat. <laughs> but a lot of people moved from California to Texas, so I'm, I'm straight California-bound, so I, I, I can't, mm-hmm. I can't. So when we talk about stress, and we talk about a lot of times, you know, and, and I want the listeners to know, like I said, I am a licensed therapist, and even being a therapist, I work with a lot of individuals that have stressors going on, that have issues with anxiety, to deal with issues of, of depression. And a lot of times they may feel the symptoms, but you know there's a saying that I used to hear it be said that if you go worry, don't pray. If you go pray, don't worry, but just don't do both. And I tell individuals, I ain't got time to be stressed the hell out. I'm glad I don't look like what I've been through. Now, we talk about stress, Dr. Tuck. Can you give the listeners some information as it relates to stress? So they will have an idea of what it's even about.
1: Yeah, I mean, my background, you know, I've had 30 years in the wellness industry. Um, I was trained as a chiropractor, and I uh, had several clinics, and I moved into doing more um, consulting work with, with people who are having stress issues that's affecting their, their health, that's affecting their relationships, their career, their finance, and their health especially, because our health is the one, the first signs that, that places that show up when we're overstressed, we start feeling in our bodies you know, everyone carries stress so differently, sometimes back, shoulders, neck, headaches, sometimes inside your organs to hold stress. And so, so learning to listen to the body's symptoms has been a really important tool. And what I've noticed is there is, amount, there is a certain amount of stress that is actually good for us. It's called eustress. And it's the type of stress that, that, that gets us. Gets our bodies activated, and it gets our immune systems to build stronger. And it, and you know, stress can activate our mental state too to get us moving places. It's just when we start overloading ourselves with stress, that's when it starts to negatively affect our mind and body. And so it's about learning to navigate stress because it's impossible. No one's out there is going to ever live a life that doesn't have stress. You're not. You're going to have it, and we all we will have it from time to time. It's just a matter of how are we going to navigate it, how are we going to manage it, how can we keep it under control that it doesn't get so bad that it actually starts affecting our physiology and affecting our day-to-day life.
0: Mm-hmm. And you know what? That is huge in regards to what you just said, Dr. Dave, because a lot of times people don't realize that we have what is considered good stress, bad stress. We got people mm-hmm. that are having births, we got individuals that are having weddings, we got graduations, we have childbirth, we have promotions. Those are good stress. But it's stressful. Yeah. You know, in prom, there are some parents that spend more money for proms. I saw something that was posted saying, teachers were saying mm-hmm. that if some of these would invest as much money in their child's education as they did in prom, maybe some of these kids would make the honor roll.
1: <laughs> <laughs> good point.
0: Yeah, because people well, go out of their way. Yep.
1: They do. They do. They really do. And it's, uh, you know, it's really, and it's learning how to have a balance. Because look, there's three. There's really three types of stress if you think about it. You've got stress, chemical stress, which is what you're putting in your body or what you're not mm-hmm. putting in your body that's going to cause stress. It's what you're doing to your body or not doing to your body that causes stress, or it's what you're thinking about or not thinking about that causes stress. And when you can learn to To manage these stresses um, and navigate these well, you can actually have a nice flow because, again, like we said, it's impossible to never have stress, but the key is to learn how to balance it out. What I tell my my clients is, look, if you're having a day where you feel really emotionally stressed out for some reason Uh from work or from a relationship, that's not the time or day to go pig out and eat bad food and chemically stress yourself out, too, or it's not the time to maybe not take care of yourself physically by, by skipping your exercises because now you're going to add even more to it. So if, when you can learn to balance those stresses out, you can have a more of a flow in your life and not be so rigid about you have to eat certain foods or you have to exercise so much. But when you have less emotional stress, you can have more flow in your life. And this is where we, I think we all could learn some tools on how do we decrease our emotional stress so we can just love our life and not be so worried about everything.
0: Well, you know what, Doctor Doug? People don't realize that emotional stress weighs heavier than physical stress. You know, when you start dealing
1: sure with knows. relationships and your emotions and
0: and breakup of relationships and new that mm-hmm. and stress will kill you. You know, so when we start talking about stress management, it's like anger management. You're going to deal with stress, but you have to develop coping mechanisms and coping skills cannot not medicate Smoking weed, drinking alcohol, getting into new relationships does not reduce your stresses. It actually adds more stress. And a lot of individuals don't realize that because what they'll do is they're over, they will overcompensate or they will get so caught up. And like you said, I like how you talked about your thoughts. You know, people don't realize that so when we start talking about the ABC theory of automatic thought stopping process, when you start feeling that stress in your head, you need to take a time out. Now, Cardale said something about that's what I need is coping skills. You're right. And a lot of individuals lack coping skills, but if you're doing something and it works for you, do more of it. If it's not working for you, you try something else. So that's why we start talking about being too blessed to be stressed, Part of this is what we're going to be talking about today is sometimes we use the downplay or we need to learn how to shift the focus on feelings of stress by thinking about what did I learn, what is the benefit, what can I be grateful for, and it's changing your perception of the stressor. I right. um, I did a, um, I had to go do a stress because I had found that I had a stroke And I didn't even know I had a stroke. I, I didn't even know. But when it happened, I was doing um, a, a meeting. on. I was working with a financial planner. And my tongue started feeling funny. My lips started feeling funny. I was like, dang, I went to the dentist yesterday, but they didn't shoot me up with a normal case. So what's this about? And when, and my, but I couldn't get my blood pressure down. So what I learned was I didn't stress over it. But I knew that was my body's way of letting me know, Jeanette, slow down. Jeanette, you got a lot on your plate. Jeanette, there's a lot yeah. of going on in your life. Jeanette, to where I've had ex husbands that have had strokes, they face was all twisted. They one had a stroke and then had a heart attack, you know. So we really need to start listening to our bodies and develop those coping skills by meaning, this is the situation, am I going to view it as a problem or am I going to view it as a chance of a lifetime, what's within my control and what's not within my control? Because we don't need to be worried about things that we don't have no control over. What is your take on that? Yes.
1: Well, I think uh, the key thing that, that what you said was about perception because, you know, stress is a perception that there's something imbalanced. And so one of the best tools for us to all really learn is how to listen to the body's and the mind's feedback when you're starting to get overstressed. So for instance, you may start feeling symptoms in your body. And the question is, here's two choices. When you feel a symptom, so many times we're, we're taught to, oh, let's take a pill and just get rid of that symptom. Mm-hmm. But if you could change your mindset around the symptom and go, okay, my body's giving me feedback that there's something imbalanced. What can I learn from this feedback? What can I learn from my symptoms that actually – my body's actually just trying to teach me something, teach me how to love something, teach me about how to balance something out better. And so when we can learn to not be stressed about our symptoms and be blessed by our symptoms because it's God's way of saying there's something wrong, it's trying to teach us something. And so don't try to mask it with drugs, like you said, or pills, but instead ask questions. What can I learn from here? What, what did I do that has caused this imbalance? Has it been my diet change? Has it been, mm-hmm. Have I not been exercising? Or am I stressed about something in life, my relationship, my career, finance, or health? There's going to be something outside of you that you're perceiving as stressful. And so your body mm-hmm. is just trying to give you symptoms. That's, depression is a feedback system. Anxiety mm-hmm. is a feedback that there's something imbalanced about your thinking. And if you can stop and ask the questions and learn, then you can get control over your body and mind and not let it run you. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, yeah, because if you don't get in control, it will control you. And have you sitting in a car yeah. somewhere? Now, I, I, I mentioned earlier that right. when we do the show from the pulpit to the couch. And I'm looking at something, and it talks about, it says, what does God tell us about stock stressing? And in uh, Philippians 4, verse 6 through 7, it says, Be anxious for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Now, we know sometimes, God, we think God be taking a little bit too long. Like, Lord, look, I've been dealing with this situation, and it is going to be seeming to move it. What you going to do about this? But we talk about, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your heart and mind through Christ Jesus. Now, Pardell said, I became mentally drained, and sometimes I feel like I'm going into depression, and a lot of times that happens, Cardiel. And I know mm-hmm. I saw you a day you was with your daughter. I saw you was stressing over that. I saw certain things. Part of it is what role do I play? What can I do better? Yes. Because I used to see growing up parents, older parents, rocking, just rocking and praying. With they wayward children? I used to say, I am not doing that. I refuse to let somebody's child or a grown man stress me out. That ain't happening. That is not going to happen. But one of the things that I like, and I see you, Auntie, looking and watching. You can call in. Because a lot of times, even as we mature, maturity has a lot to do, too, with our coping mechanisms. Because we also learn what's within our control, what's not within our control. But you spoke on something, Dr. Um, Tuck, and you said something about food. There are some foods that if we are stressed, we need to stay away from. Because some individuals, I realize we talked about self-medicating with drugs and alcohol in relationships. Some people mm-hmm. be, they become emotional eaters to so where when they yes. get stressed, they eat a half a gallon of ice cream. That ice cream ain't your friend yet. <laughs> They may, eat it, it, they may
1: feel like it in the moment, because, uh, you know, these <laughs> certain types of foods today, that you're you. talking about. <laughs> exactly. Because, uh, so you know, these <laughs> foods, help, they release dopamine in your brain, and so when you release dopamine in your brain, you feel better. So that's why these comfort foods that we call them, when you're feeling stressed emotionally, you, you crave these comfort foods as a mechanism to try to get you to feel better. Now, is it right or wrong? no it's not it's just another coping mechanism but my thing is why not choose a different coping mechanism that's actually a little more healthier for you like asking quality questions or you know um, getting some coaching or doing something else besides covering up and masking how you feel but let's learn something about ourselves how you feel because like we said on our last show every single event that you have in your life past present or future has two sides and if you perceive an event only has one side and it's negative Then you're gonna you're gonna have an emotion around that and, and label it and be upset about it but when you can actually ask the questions about how does this event actually serve me what was the benefits of this event if you see the other side of it also now you've got both sides and you can see it oh this event was just an event would that have both positive and negative and it helped me and it hurt me and I've got nothing missing now you mm-hmm. found God in that event now you have love in that event
0: Mm-hmm. Well, you know what, and that's part of the count it all joy. You know, and being a therapist, these emojis, and these emojis kind of help individuals with complex emotions because it kind of helps them put a face with what they may be feeling. But sometimes when you talk to kids, how you doing, oh, I'm okay. How you doing, oh, I'm good. Or you talk to a grown person, how you doing, I'm fine. I say, oh, you're effed up, insecure, needy, emotional, and erotic. You know, but the thing is, they they'll say or they'll try to cover up because sometimes individuals are they're not congruent. They have a child. It's challenging to put a word with an emotion, but their actions, the things that they do, will let you know something. Right? You got, you got a little bit too much going on. You're, you're kind of stressing. See, I learned also, Doctor says I learned to take a nap. My mama taught me that. My mother worked right. Clean Beauty sleep. She used to be like, I'm
1: getting my beauty sleep. But I was like, You must be Miss America as much as you sleep. So, yeah. <laughs> I yeah. I mean, look, <laughs> feeling sleepy I, and tired I'm going and, to bed. and I'm not you a nap. Right. And mm-hmm. you know, that's another good feedback that yeah, people need to listen to. I know in my life used to, I would, I would be really tired of the day, but I wouldn't allow myself to nap, take a nap, because I felt guilty about it, and I felt like I should mm-hmm. be doing more work. Which is actually, whenever you are shooting yourself. You're not actually connecting to your own higher self. That's some an outside authority that you're trying to please. And so I found myself shooting about taking a nap. And so what I realized is t- feeling like you need a nap is another feedback mechanism that's trying to get you to balance your body and mind out. So if you feel like taking a nap, then you probably need to take a nap because your body's asking for it and there's nothing to feel guilty about. It's actually, you, you should be grateful because your body's doing such a good job at giving you these symptoms.
0: Correct. And your body heals itself when you sleep. And Absolutely. Some of you can suffer from sleep deprivation and you stressing your body out because you're not getting any sleep. And, see, I know I have an autoimmune disorder. So with me having an autoimmune disorder, I cannot allow stress into my life because it's too much. With lupus, arthritis, I will swell up my legs. I break out in I mean, hives. Hair, people, people hair be falling all out. I'm not going to be letting all that stuff kill me. So the thing is you gotta listen to your body. Now when I was younger, Dr. Tuck, I was too nosy to go to sleep. I felt if I went to sleep I would go miss something. Or the time was gonna go by too fast and then I'd be rolling over to the next day. And I was like a little kid trying to keep my eyes open. But now mm-hmm. when it's laid down, you go lay it down. I don't give a fly through what I mean. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm going, I'm going and so many
1: me. people so many people never really learn how to give themselves permission to do what they feel they need to do for themselves. A lot of times we're so worried about trying to please everybody outside of us or trying to do, trying to make sure everybody's uh, happier than we are. And we're not disappointing people. And to the point of sacrificing yourself, I have so many clients that come to me in this situation and they're so, uh, just trying to please everybody outside of them and they're end up killing themselves on the inside. And so mm-hmm. when you can learn to give yourself permission to follow your heart and do what's right for you and realize that, you know what? No matter if you decide to do what you love to do or not, you're still going to have some people that are pleased and some aren't. And if you try to please everybody else, you're going to have some pleased and some aren't. And you might as well just do what feels right for you in your heart and let everyone else decide how they feel about it and not stress Mm -hmm. about that. You can't control it anyway. It's out of your control. I like that.
0: I like that because you said give yourself permission, and a lot of people deal with guilt. Yes. Someone says, I give my heart way too fast. I slept on and off today and now I'm feeling without hope, what is mm. I'm feeling, it cuts, I don't want to press the button. see a lot of times when we talk about relationships, people mm-hmm. jump into relationships with broken, stressed out people that got a lot of stuff going on and you can't go in there fixing nobody. And so what they use is the relationship becomes another dopamine. It becomes another epinephrine, norepinephrine. It becomes a chemical that you get this rush when you feel that you are in this new relationship. And then it starts stressing you out because you've got to get yourself together. You've got to find that balance, and you have to be relational. And sometimes individuals are so caught up in the relationship chill, they lose sight and focus of who they are. Because you're mm-hmm, yeah. with your cut off, trying to make the stage, trying to do this, trying to do that, and you're not resting your body. you got to come in yes. get you some rest. So when you yes, are to too fast, what do that mean? Because you really ain't giving your heart too fast. What you're doing is you're wearing your, your blood out is what you're doing. Especially if yeah. you've got a job and this person want to go here and there and money, mm-mm. That ain't giving your heart too fast. You're trying to accommodate right. somebody, and you ain't taking care of yourself.
1: Yes, and so <laughs> the, the deal is you cannot, you can't expect to be loved unless you're loving yourself first. And so you can only love others to the degree that you love yourself. And so loving yourself, finding the the, the relationship you're looking for, because everybody all around are, are mirror images. So if you're attracting a partner and you're perceiving that they've got issues or they've got – you have judgments, they're just a reflection of you. And so when you can learn to reflect from others, yourself, and we learn to love ourselves through others. So if you find yourself with people um, that you might be judging, look and see yourself in them and learn to love you. And when you mm-hmm. learn to love you, you start attracting people that love you for who you are and not for what you can give to them.
0: uh uh-huh. Well, you know, and it's interesting, we need to kind of shift it a little bit because some individuals, I want to say looking for them out, but some individuals are trying to, we got people that are givers and we have people that are takers. And sometimes the giver will give and the taker will take, but the taker don't know how to reciprocate. And it becomes a problem because the teacher may be already be stressed out, and no matter what you try to do to help them with their situation, their situation don't change because here come another situation and another situation because they lack the coping skills to be able to manage and balance their life. And then what they'll do is infect other people with their trauma and will try to stress them out. That's too much. One of the things, yeah. that I, and I always mention this with my clients, even um, I went to go see a long time ago, Paula White, she was there with um, at Bishop Noah Jones Church. And she was one, and she said, I may not be where I want to be, but I'm not where I used to be. Sometimes people are stressed and worried about the wrong stuff. Let that go. Leave that alone. Because you can't do a doggone thing about it. Sometimes we carry other people's problems. I tell individuals when I do therapy, sometimes I don't even remember my client's name. I remember their situation. I remember their story, but it, it's TMI. It's too much information. That's why sometimes I need a nap because when you get all of this stuff in you and you don't have a release, it's going to internalize and sit somewhere in your body, and that's where individuals wind up with yes. the fight or flight syndrome. Fight, flight, or freeze. But stress is not good. It's, it's it's not good. But you have to acknowledge it. A lot of times, let's, let's talk a little bit about, because some people will say, oh, I'm good. Oh, I'm all right. Some people will ignore stress. What are some of the things that you seek Because I know, like I said with me, I'll break out in highs. My ankles swell up. My feet swell up. I can barely move. That's when I know my body's stressed.
1: What happens when you ignore stress? Well, look, the, the body is giving you feedback and symptoms to tell you that there's something wrong, right? And mm-hmm. so it's kind of like when you're raising your kids and you tell them to stop doing something and they don't listen. Sometimes you've got to get louder. Sometimes you've got to get a bigger, a bigger thing so they'll pay attention. So the body's the same mm-hmm. way. If it gives you a symptom and you don't pay attention, you ignore it, then you get a bigger symptom. Um, now instead of having weight gain, now your heart stops working properly. Now instead mm-hmm. of, now, all of a sudden the bigger symptoms, you actually have a heart attack. Oh, my God. And then so your mm-hmm. body will continue to give you bigger and bigger symptoms as a way of trying to get you to learn to love what you're not loving. Because that's what mm-hmm. stress is, is you're not loving something in your life. And stress is a, is a feedback mechanism that's trying to get us to wake up. Until you love the thing, it will continue to follow you. So we have so much to learn from our stress, stressful times in life, stressful you know, transitions and divorces and deaths and just loss of job. and, and all, these are, all these are events that happen to us in our life to get us to learn something, to teach us something. There's no mistakes in that. And when you, don't, when you think there's a mistake in something, now that stresses us out. But when we see that there is no mistakes in things and it's a part of our life and it's there to teach us, you don't have as much stress around it. It's not, you, you don't stress about something that you love. Well, one of the
0: caller—I mean, not a caller, but somebody is Cornell. Cornell is typing something on Facebook because I'm also on Facebook Live, and he talks about depression. And a lot of times, we think of stress, Mm -hmm. we think of anxiety because people worry or people are anxious about something. But then Uh depression—depression is not something that I play with. Even as a therapist, I don't engage or entertain that spirit because. What happens is some individuals get addicted to becoming depressed. It's like a feeling. It's like, you know, when you're tightening up something, you you know, so when we start talking about depression, you know, is it mild, is it moderate, or is it severe? Is the person having suicidal ideation? Do they have a history of suicidal ideation? Is it a chemical imbalance where they may need anti-depressant um, medication? Sometimes you got individuals that got anxiety and depression and they're like a they're going up and down, up and down, or they got mood swings going on. You got you know, mental health. Stress can impact your mental health. So if you're dealing with symptoms of depression, you have to address the symptoms and not just say, Oh, I'm depressed, I'm depressed and use depression as an excuse. And sometimes individuals will want to have a pity party. Everybody ain't got time for a pity party. It's figuring out what you can do, what's within your control, and acknowledging what's not within your control. Like I said, sometimes we take it to God. We take it to our parents. We take it to our pastors. We take it to the altar. We take it. But we got to take it somewhere because if not, it's going to manifest and fester in your body. Now, when we talk about, yeah, um, and I want to say this, and I was sharing this before with, with someone else earlier, Nami. Omni is a good organization that assists with mental health. They have good support groups. They have information. They have resources. We have so much access to information now that we did before. You can add Google. You can ask Alexa. You can add Siri. You can, and they will give you answers to something but you've got to implement it. Some individuals, yeah. even... Um, not only in therapy but also in church you can come in with a problem but don't keep holding on to that problem so you can come in with it but you got to find a way to release it work through it i've never seen a person to get over anything but you can get through some situations because when you start looking at it from a different perspective and you look at the blessings versus it being a curse um biggie small was like more money more problems Sometimes people think that people that have money or education is not dealing with stressors because we we have all different types of stressors. So it's basically acknowledging what your stressor is. Because so sometimes I tell individuals, anybody can get rich, but can you stay rich? <coughs> anybody can can go buy a big old house, <laughs> but how long you gonna live in that big old house before you get foreclosed on? Yeah. So, what you do mm-hmm.
1: with the endorphins? No, I was gonna. I was gonna make a comment about um, you know the depression uh, question you had, and you know a real a real simple definition of depression is a comparison. Okay. When I work, with, here's the, here's the number one reason why we get depressed. We have a we're comparing our current reality to a fantasy mm-hmm. of how we think our life should be. And and when you compare your current reality to a fantasy of where you think you should be, or relationship-wise, you should be financially, you should be career-wise, or you should be health-wise, if you feel you should be somewhere else, then we're going to be depressed about our current situation every time. And so when you can learn to ask the quality questions and see and love exactly where you are, your relationships mm-hmm. that you're in or not in, the career you're in or not in, the way you look and feel, the financial situation you're in, when you love what is as it is, then you take away the, the fantasy that it should be different and realize, no, it shouldn't. It's exactly perfect how it is. Now you're not depressed about it any longer because you see that you're exactly where you need to be right now no matter what situation you're in. It's perfect. When you can find that, then you dissolve the depression and thinking you should have a different life than you have
0: hmm And everything is not for everybody. Every relationship, I tell individuals when they look at people's relationships, they like, oh, they're happy, oh, they, you don't know what that woman might be going through with that man or what that man may be going through with that woman. It may be looking like everything is great, but that don't mean it is. Now, I want to go back to what I was talking about, failing to address stress. Now, failing to address the stress that is wrecking havoc on our lives puts us at higher risk of having a total breakdown in our health. Ignoring structures of living also increase the risk of overdose. A lot of times we find that individuals, like we said, will self-medicate with drugs or alcohol and they are mixing certain drugs with fentanyl. And I'm not saying that just because a person is using drugs that they have problems, because some people use drugs because they're bored. Some people use drugs because they are um, used to it or they're craving it or they have triggers. Or the Addiction is something that's real. When we start talking about self-medicating, but ignoring the stressors can increase the risk of overdose. When we don't look at how much stress we're under, we cause ourselves even more harm down the line. You know, I was... Um, Something was going on today, Dr. Tuck, and I said, I need to get in touch with you. I know you said, I think you said you was in Texas. I might have come to Texas and do some chiropractic stuff, but I had some knots popping up on my hand today. And one of my friends was like, how do you check your thyroid? And they did check my thyroid, because they had found five knots in my neck, but then they test two of the knots and they were benign, because the knots had gotten bigger. I can see them, from them. but apparently they they tested. them. I mean, they did biopsy on them. know what's going on with my hand and not something on my hand, but I know it's all stress because I've been like, ugh, something getting on my nerves, people getting on my nerves. But by that same token, soon as I was talking to her and I was sharing it, I got a call from Kaiser. Your doctor has ordered some lab work. I said, really? (laughs) So sometimes our body is like a machine. So even if we don't follow through or make the call, the call will be made to us. So I'm like, Okay, now I gotta to go to Kaiser because apparently they want me to do some blood work. But hey, look looking for? You know. But I will go. I'm gonna go before Friday and get the blood work done. But we wanna make sure that we also do our regular checkup. Because I was just at the doctor a couple of weeks ago and I had to do a stress test. Have you ever been to do a stress test, Doctor Dave Tuck? Stress test where you got to walk on that treadmill. Okay, I don't know where Dr. Dave Tuck went. Okay, so hopefully he's still there. But I, I had to go do a stress test, and I told them people, I said, Look, you stressing me out, putting all this stuff on me, making me walk on this treadmill. I don't like I'm going here. to the gym. And I've got lifetime yeah. memberships of 24 Fitness as well as Planet Fitness. I don't like going to the gym. I got a whole exercise room in my house. I close the door. And I know I need to go in there and exercise. But the thing is, a lot of times that can release a lot of stress. Uh, I want to say this, too. Um, and this mm-hmm. not, may be part of the relationship. Some individuals use sick to relieve stress. What's your take like on that?
1: Um, they, some people do. It's, uh, you know, it also releases anything that's going to release dopamine can be addictive to us, so whether it's stress or eating or um, taking drugs or going for a run. I mean, we all have to find the thing that works for us as individuals because we're all so different. So what works for you may not work for me. Um, and so we have to find the thing that, that we resonate with, our values, and works for us. And it may not be exercise for everybody. Maybe they do some other form of, of fitness, uh, like dancing or swimming or whatever. So it's important to find what works for you and just stick with it and have fun doing it. Because if you're not having fun exercising, then you're causing just as much harm emotionally than exercising. So find the thing you love doing and do that instead.
0: Correct. Love your life. Correct.
1: And you will, you, if you love your life, the more do. love and gratitude you have for your life, okay. the longer you're going to live anyway. So get to loving Correct. your life and do and being yourself, and then you'll live longer mm-hmm. anyway. It doesn't matter how much you exercise. One of the things
0: that I used to do, and I need to do it again, and I don't know because I know I can still hit the ball, I used to play softball. I love playing softball, but I'm like, ooh, at almost 60, I lot want to go up there to a baseball field and play softball at 60. (laughs) I'm like, but I know I can still hit the ball, but I don't want to (laughs) run, but I can hit the ball. Um, Again, I want to share some more information because we don't want to be ignoring things. We don't want to overlook things. We don't want to minimize things. Again, the consequences negatively can impact our health and over time stress can contribute to many common elements such as weight gain, high blood pressure, heart disease, insomnia. I'm noticing, Dr. Chuck, there's a lot of people dealing with insomnia now. Um, anxiety, digestive complaints, meaning they either constipated or get the Uh-huh. Frequent right. illnesses and left untreated, all these can turn into worse conditions. You've got to right. take
1: care of yourself. you got to. Well, so many times when people have insomnia, you know, I have a client that can't sleep at night. The first thing we do is you've got to get clear your brain because incomplete cycles of action and, and, and things that we're stressed about in our life is what causes us to not be able to shut down our brains at, at night. And so mm-hmm. one of the first steps to do is write down every single thing that's on your mind, anything you have on your to-do list, Anything that's on your mind anything you're stressed about get it out of your brain and on paper So now it's you can deal with it. you don't have to keep it floating around in your mind And then you can actually go through each one of those and then talk through mm-hmm. each one and see is this something that I have control over or not Control over can I delegate this to someone else do I really need to worry about this? Can I pick this up tomorrow when we start doing that on a regular basis your brain can shut down, and people start sleeping more soundly uh, throughout the throughout the night. And then your body can heal itself. And then the next day, you've got a list of things that now you can start delegating and worrying about.
0: Uh-huh. I like what you just said about delegation, delegating things because I've learned to not blame, not point the finger, just delegate. And we have individuals out there that have high-stress jobs. Individuals that um, are in law enforcement, EMT, therapists, doctors. I got a call the other day, and I don't know why they called me on Monday because they wanted me to go Monday night. Old so, Time I guess a police officer had got killed. On, I don't know if he got killed in a line of duty, but they had something where an officer was killed, and they wanted me to go out and do grief counseling to the police department. But you want me out there at 10 o'clock at night. I'm not driving all the way to no old time at 10 o'clock at night to go talk to people about grief. i, I got to go to So, but I get it. It was probably doing a shift change, and they probably wanted the therapist there doing that shift change in order to talk to the um, officers to do grief counseling. I get it. But when we start talking about high-stress jobs, one of the things that I do and I always talk to individuals about, I don't know if you agree or how you take on this, is I like doing personality inventory tests because some jobs fit certain personalities. Sometimes individuals will go into certain positions because they want the money or they think that the, the fame. They think, mm-mm, mm-mm. I tell people, find something that you will do even if you don't get paid for it and you do it for free you like to do and you have fun doing it. Because if you're running around chasing money, that's going to blow up in your face eventually. So what would you say, doctor, in regards to high-stress jobs or people that are stressed out at work?
1: I I find that um, when people are doing what they love doing, They they tapped Mm -hmm. into their inspiration, and they're finding that that vocation that they love doing. Can't wait to get up in the morning to do it. Don't even need to set an alarm. You have more energy after you're doing it than when you started doing it. You know, these are all indicators that you're in a career that's aligned to your highest values, that's aligned to your purpose. And so when we connect to the purpose and we're living that, then Mm – you're not in a stressful – you're not even in a job. You're actually in a vocation, which is different than a job. A vocation is doing something you love doing. A job is just overbroke. And so find the thing that you love doing and do that. Yeah, I mean, and then it doesn't matter how – You
0: said overbroke. A job is overbroke.
1: <laughs> J-O-B, know, doing, just overbroke.
0: <laughs> you Going to work and then that's getting anywhere. But if you enjoy doing what you're doing – I, I used to wonder how they came up with the vocational you know the vocational skills, vocational training, finding things that you enjoy doing, and a lot of people don't even think about yeah. it that way. Sometimes their personality
1: right.
0: don't.
1: They do it. Right. So the first step is you have to know yourself. When you know mm-hmm. yourself truly and you love yourself for who you are, you know your values. You know what's important to you. You're living your authentic self. That's when you attract your ideal career because now you know who you are, so you know what you would love to be doing. If you you, you don't know yourself, you're not going to know what you love to be doing. You're just going to be guessing at it. Know yourself first. Then let's find the job and the career, the vocation that you're inspired Mm -hmm. about. And now you never work a day in your life because you're just getting up doing what you love doing and getting paid for it. Mm
0: -hmm. You know, it was interesting you said that because I never thought of myself as a business owner, business woman. Business was so far from what I wanted to do. Board, I want to be an attorney. I want to be fighting cases. I want to be a judge. And somebody brought to my attention that I've been a business owner for 18 years. And then somebody said, Jeanette, most people, businesses don't even last that long. And I didn't even realize I had been the owner of the Center for the Treatment of Addiction for 18 years. So now when things come up, like I got audits, or I got to deal with the state, or I got to deal with probation, or I got that stuff don't stress me out no more. Before, I would be up at night trying to get everything done. Bit, I don't need to worry about it no more. And I delegate things to other people because I'm learning now that there's no need for me to be running around like a chick with my head cut off, all stressed out over things that I had no control over. Don't have the control over it. Ain't going to worry about it. Now, I'm looking at something, and it says, do people with no stress live longer? You ain't going to have no stress. It's how you perceive it. What is your perception of the situation? Do you look at the situation as a problem, or do you look at the situation as a chance of a lifetime? Now, the experience of stress increased the life expectancy if the person felt the amount of stress they had was appropriate, the same as what other people typically experience. Now, having more or less stress than that, on the other hand, reduces their life expectancy, meaning if you've got too much stress, you can be lowering or it can kill you. But you know what? Um, animals also experience stress, too, and people don't realize that, especially dogs. we got dogs. we got animals right now that deal with a lot of stress. Now, I'm looking at something again, and it talks about stress is a universal human experience that almost everyone deals with from time to time. But they did a new study, and they found that not only do some people report feeling no stress at all, but that there may be downsides to not experiencing stress. Your perception of it. I wish my auntie would have called in. I used to think mm-hmm. that my auntie didn't uh, nothing. I would be running around with these kids trying to figure out what we go do, how we go gonna... She'll be sitting there still got breakfast sitting on the table and it's almost nighttime. She'd just be sitting there like, oh, okay. I don't care. I don't care. Like, how, how do you live like this? You just don't care. And my thought process was different. And that could be why I was so at a young age always had some takeovers. Period. Now I'm at a point to where I'll be like, Well, whatever. I ain't got time for this. Leave me alone. You know, my grandkids and my nieces and nephews know when I run the leave me alone together, leave me the hell alone. I ain't playing. Like so instead of focusing on the stress, we have to look for the blessings in our situation. Now I know that some of these listeners out here probably think, that's easier said than done. How can I say I got to look at the blessing when I just lost my job? So when I tell people I got fired three times in one year and, and bought me a company, and didn't even realize it when I got fired one time, my daughter said, "Mom, you want to go back home? Mm-hmm, I'm on my way to Vegas. The hell with that. I'm, I'm going to have me some good a good time." Easy. How can you and what would you say to a person to get them to look at their
1: situation from a different perspective? Um. You just have to ask quality questions, the right answer, which is you know if you're perceiving you're in a situation that um, you know you are are labeling as a negative or that's or not helpful, then the question is, how is this event helping me? how can what can I learn from this? How is this serving me? And asking those questions and getting those answers can now change how you perceive your situation. And so many people get stuck in the in a, in a cycle, Of thinking that their life is not working out or there's something terrible going on and they're stressed about it But really they're not asking the right questions. How am I? How can I grow from this? How is this serving me? How is this a blessing to me? Well, if I wasn't in this situation, how would what would I be missing out on? And when you ask those kind of questions And get those answers to that questions Then you no longer have stress around any situation because you see the blessing in it. You turned your stress stressing into blessings and you have to. Mm-hmm. The only way to do it is through quality questions. Not ignoring it, not taking drugs, but actually asking questions and finding the answers of, and getting to how it's perfect for you and how much you love. Mm-hmm. That's it. And well, you know,
0: and I was thinking about that as when I remember my situation with Orange County Healthcare Agency, and at the time I had so many other side jobs going on to where I had so much stuff going on, so the money part wasn't even an issue. But I had just bought a brand new house. But I had just got married. I, my daughter was on her way to college. I had just became a grandmother. I was just got my master's degree. So I had so many other stuff going on. But I didn't realize that God had a blessing with my name on it. And so when I did step into becoming a business owner, then all hell broke out with that because I didn't realize that I bought a company that had contracts What's with the same people. So oh, I'm like, and they looking at me like, uh, we thought we'd get rid of her where she come from? <laughs> and the good part now is they have the utmost respect for me now because they realize I always wow. knew what the hell I was doing. But it, it wasn't rocket science, but by the same token, I had to learn something. And now I don't mind taking what I know and helping other people. So now I can do public speaking, I can do consultant work, I can do a whole lot of stuff. I've been there, done that. And it doesn't mean that I have all the answers, but I can help one mm-hmm. perception to look at it from a different point of view.
1: Right. So and it's the wisdom okay. that you gain. It's, it's, it's the wisdom that we get from our experiences that gives us our genius and so when you can when you can when you can see the wisdom in every experience in your life and see what you've learned now you've got more of a genius to be able to serve and help more people it's brilliant your your journey's been perfect for you to learn exactly what you need to learn to be teaching what you need to be teaching right now it's beautiful mm-hmm. That's seeing the well, blessings you know, and the stress you things you so you do don't one, love so you I love didn't your life i feel like
0: that until i was interviewing with some individuals for speaking gigs and i'm thinking okay i can talk about relationships parent child relationships because That is stressful. I remember my mother used to tell me, Jeanette, you want my Bible out." Well, I remember growing up how I said I didn't want, when I had adult children, I didn't want to go through some of the things that some of these parents went through in college. Yet when I look at it, my son is 38 and my daughter is almost 36 years old. So I got grown, grown kids. I got grandkids in college, high school. I said, Lord, I'm glad I don't look like what I've been through with all of this. (laughs) But... Well, I got, they, my kids are catching up with me. So when we start talking about these things, now when I'm looking at something and it says who gets stressed the most, younger people have higher stress related to the pressure to succeed because it goes back to what you were saying. Hey, Jill, I see you out there looking. You can call in as we're talking about too blessed to be stressed. But a, a lot of times when people are younger, they're still in competition with other people. We have to think living like the Joneses. Mm-mm. You don't need to be doing all of that. Now, 60% of 18 to 24 year olds, and 41% of 25 to 34 year olds cited this, compared to, compare to 17% of 45 to 54 year olds, and 6% of people 55 and older. See, as you age, and with age comes wisdom and maturity. Hopefully. She said, girl, that bubble bath got me running late for my (laughs) meeting. Make sure you make your meeting day, okay, and keep us in prayer.
1: because we learn the wisdom from our experiences as we get older. You know, obviously age and wisdom go together, especially when you can really learn from your life and look back on it and reflect. And that's I think we start to be able to do that as we get older. We can learn from so many experiences we've had. But I also notice that our stress actually changes also to other forms. We, you know, there's there's still stresses as we get older. We just learn how to deal with them differently. And more wise about it, but we still have mm-hmm. stress, right? You're never going to not have a, a life that's got some stress to it, but you learn how to manage it more effectively and learn the, the the wisdom from it more, right?
0: Mm-hmm. I'm looking at something else, and it says that a it says what age is the in life is the most stressful? A new study finds that the average American feels the most stress at age 36. Thirty. Yeah. And that's when you are going to transition into your marriage, your kids, you got a career, you you got all of this stuff going on. And then we also, some individuals have this midlife crisis and they get in their history because they start dealing with their own mortality. You start dealing with aging parents. You start dealing with your own health failing. You start dealing with some things that sometimes we're not prepared for. Meaning, we didn't think that these things were going to happen to us. And the one thing I used to always say, my mother used to say, keep living, keep living. And when my mother passed, I was 42 years old. But she still kept saying, keep living, keep living. And now I I have an idea of what she meant by that, meaning the longer you live, the more things you will experience, the more things you're going to be going through. And you want to take some things and put it in your tools in regards to, how can you deal with stress? So I know we have about eight minutes left on the show, and if you want to call in, give us a call at 516-387-1914 if you have a question for myself, Jeanette Abney, or a question for Dr. Dave Tuck, as we're talking about, too blessed to be stressed, because sometimes people don't want to see the beauty in it. Sometimes they want to be like, mm-mm, I can't do this. I used to tell my sister, if you can't, you ain't. If you can't do it, how am I supposed to be able to do it? What makes me any different from you? And a lot of times people don't want to hear that because they're looking for that magic cure. They want to know, how can I get out of this situation? Can I get a bailout? out? Can somebody help me out? Can somebody help a sister out or a brother out? So how can we change our perceptions and look at our situations as a blessing?
1: Um, it's asking quality questions in the moment. Like really, when you first, when you are sitting in and you start to recognize that you're stressed, because there's a moment to where you recognize it, right? Like all of a sudden you're fine and then all of a sudden you go, oh my gosh, I'm stressed about something. In the moment when you feel that stress is when you stop and ask questions. Mm-hmm. What's the blessing in this event that I'm having? What can I learn from this? How is this so-called stress actually serving me? What did I do to attract this, and why did I attract this, and what is it I need to be learning from this stress feedback that I'm getting? Whether it's physical, whether it's chemical or emotional, learn what the feedback is trying to tell you by asking those kind of questions in that moment. And when you can answer the questions in the moment, you dissolve stress in the moment. Mm -hmm. It's a beautiful Mm -hmm. thing. And sometimes Uh we don't really exist to do that. And that's why sometimes so many people need coaches and counselors because Sometimes you need help to learn how to ask questions. We didn't learn this as a, if you didn't learn it, you don't know it. And so sometimes yep. you just need to get some help, also, right? Sometimes you do. You really
0: do. And ask for help. To, you have to be receptive to the help. Sometimes people don't want to hear it.
1: Yeah.
0: Now, I'm looking at something and it That's talks right. about four things now. The four A's of stress management. Because stress ain't gonna go nowhere, but you gotta know how to manage it. Avoid. If you can avoid <laughs> situations. Don't leave it alone. Go around the corner. Some people you ain't got nobody messing business messing with. Some places you ain't got no business being. Mm-hmm. Some food stuff you ain't got no business eating. I know when I get finished with this show, Jeanette been wanting some Panda Express. And as soon as I get done, I'm going to Panda because I got some tiny. So you gotta avoid certain situations. Alter. When we talk about altering things. Try to figure out what it is you can't change look at it from a different perspective, or adapt. Sometimes we talk about adapt, meaning what can I do? What is within my control to adapt or accept Some people, you just got to accept them and accept it for who it is and not allow it to stress you out. So what do you think about that in regards to the avoid, alter, adapt,
1: Again, when you can see the blessing in it, then you dissolve it. And until you do, you're going to have to – yes, you're going to need to manage your stress until you learn how to love your stress. Once you love it, you don't have to manage it. It's not there. And so to dissolve your stress, you've got to find the blessings in each thing, each event. And then to the next stress because that one's done, here comes the other one because that's what life is. We're going to have stress throughout our life. Let's learn how to manage it by asking questions. Learn how to man- learn. Learn about yourself through your stress.
0: Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful thing. I like that. Learn about yourself. When you learn about yourself, you will change how you react and respond to it. Now I'm looking at something, and exactly. this is CDC, which is the Center of Disease Control and Prevention, and they talk about coping with stress. And pa- the pandemic brought out a, a lot of stress with people because people were dying. It affected people's income, it affected people's relationships, there was a lot going on. Now, many of us face challenges that can be stressful, overwhelming, and cause strong emotions in adults and children. And the public health actions such as physical distancing, we talk about COVID, that kind of had a problem. We talk about PTSD, some people experience PTSD from relationships. Now the symptoms may be physical, emotional, and common reactions to stressful events include disbelief, like I don't believe no. this is happening. Feelings of fear and shock and anger, sadness, worry, numbness or frustration. Changes in appetite, energy, desires and interests. Difficulty sleeping yeah. or nightfair. Concentration or making decisions. Great. Physical reactions such as headaches, body pain, stomach problems, skin rashes, which is huge worsening of chronic health problems, and worsening of mental health conditions, and increased use of tobacco, alcohol, and other substances. Now, it is natural to feel stress, anxiety, grief, and worry during, sometimes we know, traumatic events. I was talking to a person yesterday. He said, Jeanette, I'm late to class because I got shot yesterday. I'm like, oh, my God. You know, gunshot wound? Where what, were you at? What were you, you know? So healthy ways to cope with stress. And I like what you said. You got to talk. Sometimes you do got to talk it out. You got to gotta figure out what are my options, what are my resources. Like I said, we have way more resources today than we had back in the past. Now, feeling emotional and nervous, or having trouble sleeping and eating, can be normal reactions to stress. Mm-hmm, but let me give you some healthy ways. Take breaks from watching, reading, listening, news stories. Some people stress out over that. Take care of yourself. Take care of your body, make time to unwind, talk to others, connect with community or faith-based organizations, avoid drugs or alcohol, and recognize when you need more help. Now, Dr. Tuck, what else do you want the listeners to know
1: <laughs> as we
0: have <laughs> them some information and I just gave them some tips? I'm going <laughs> to...
1: Got it, yeah, and, and those are, all those are great symptoms and feedback that you just listed that's letting you know that, that you need to ask some questions. So I think the thing I would just leave with is, again, if you're having stress in your life, perceived stress in any area, then it's time to ask some quality questions and learn to love your stress, turn your stressings into blessings, because, yeah, we are truly too stressed to be blessed. We just don't realize it. And so to realize mm-hmm. it, you ask yourself questions to get the answers and love where you are and love your life, and then see what happens. Your whole physiology, your, whole, your relationships change, your career, your finances change as well. When you start loving yourself, you start having more abundance. Who doesn't want mm-hmm. more abundance in whatever, whatever form you want it in? Mm-hmm. And you know what? And
0: that's what we call overflow. Now, I'm looking at this, and it says, can you be blessed and stressed? It's absolutely okay to be blessed and stressed at the same time. There is no one single thing wrong with feelings of the pressure. That does not mean that you love your family or any more or less or whatever the situation is. You see it from a different perspective because you trust God. You know that you, you walk and you step in faith. You know, like this, this right here is not going. Trouble don't last always. One of the things that I do is in the gospel music. Help helped me get through the storm, things of that nature. So another thing is God can turn your stressing into blessings, too. Now, um, Dr. Tuck, how can the listeners and where can they find you at?
1: Well, um, you can go to my website, info. uh, I'm sorry, my email, info at drdavetuck.com, info at drdavetuck.com. Go to my website, Uh drdavetuck.com. Mm-hmm. And that's got my information. Find me there. Send me an email. You know, Facebook, um, Dave Tuck Facebook page. So. Mm-hmm.
0: We had a caller call in, and I apologize because I didn't look at the date, but the number is N 3220 What do you want to add to the show as we're talking about Too Blessed to Be Stressed? Okay. They signed in, and they made it before the 7 o'clock mark, so... I know they're on here, I don't know, but they haven't said anything. Is there anything you want to add to the show as we're talking about Too Blessed to Be Stressed? I don't know if this is cat on there because she was on here last week with me. So hopefully, I don't know. But the thing is also, we got to develop a prayer life. have to believe it. They say say it, claim it, they hung up. They say say it, claim it, believe it, and receive it. A lot of times we'll say things, and I hear you saying, ask the question, ask the question. You know, one of my questions will be, well, what the hell can I do about it? <laughs> that would be my favorite question. Why are you telling me? What am I supposed to do about it? And, you know, and sometimes we got to have a plan A, plan B, plan C. So when we start talking about coming up with, um, with skills and tools and techniques, the way you may have handled a situation you may have to go back to the drawing board and use a different skill or technique to deal with the situation. Because I know in my life, stuff just be—it's like a repeat offender. I'm dealt with, dealt with the same stuff over, 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 over again. So I'm—I I feel like I'm immune to some things to where it don't bother me like most people, or I don't ask how most people would react. What is your take on that, Doctor um, Daytuck? Because some of stress is our reaction.
1: People are looking for our reaction. To the situation. Right. And so, exactly. And so that's where, that's a good example of where sometimes when we're in a stressful situation, there's, well, what's it actually catalyzing us to do? What are we, what's, stress is, stress is a catalyst for change. And so when you mm-hmm. can really look into what is this stress trying to get me to change? Then yeah, it does get us moving, and it does get us off the, off our couch sometimes, and get us moving in places, you know. So that's one of the benefits of stress is it actually gets our attention, and sometimes mm-hmm. we need something to get our attention to get us to move and get busy doing what we love doing. So love mm-hmm. your stress. Very important. I like that. If you can't then love get some help. Your
0: Change your. If you
1: can't then call me up. <laughs> um,
0: like I said, thank yeah. you, Doctor for joining me thank today. Thank you. Have a great and week. Yeah. I think I am gonna do my best because I'm about to go get my Panda Express because I want some Chinese food. I had an ace. I ate breakfast. This no, did I eat breakfast. I had oatmeal, oatmeal, and hot. Too hot though. I gotta eat me some before I get too late. So love your stress. Love on you. Some things and some situations ain't none of your business. You cannot save the world. And some people, places, and things we don't even need to be involved in. It's not ours. And a lot of times, um, I'm going to say, Dr. Tubbs, because I know I find it, especially in my line of work and people that I deal with, sometimes people will dump their stuff on you. You've got to tell them no thank you and give them their stuff back it's not yours. So sometimes we stress over things that other people ain't even worried about. Why you go do the work for somebody, meaning that you care more about them and their situation than they care about their own situation? So some stress is unnecessary stress. So I need to talk about that some more. Unnecessary stress. <laughs> I might be talking about that on Monday, because something we just add on to our plate. That ain't our stress, that's not necessary. So anything else you want to talk the listeners with before we leave tonight?
1: Well, just, you know, realize that all stress serves, all stress teaches us, it's all meant to do something. So. You know, let's get busy learning from it uh, so we can move on with our lives, you know, keep going. We're here to be healthy and love, so, you know, let's find our purpose and, and go live it. So have a great week. Exactly. I loved it, Jeanette. We'll see you again soon.
0: Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. And thank Adios. you for joining me here. I think on Monday I am going to talk about unnecessary stress because sometimes people don't know the difference between what they need to be doing and what they don't need to be doing. So, so we need to just leave it alone. So that's just unnecessary. So, again, thank you for joining me here at Precious Predicaments Soft Talk Radio. And if you have something that you want me to talk about, you can contact me by calling my office at 714-992-1677, or you can email me at preciouspredicaments at gmail.com or Jeanette Abney, LMFT, at gmail.com. If you want to be a guest on the show, if you have a topic you want me to discuss, because this is a platform it's not about me, it's about getting your concerns out there. There's a lot going on in the world, there's a lot going on with people, and this show is designed to try to help individuals get through some of these things. So again, my name is Jeanette Abney, and I am the host of the show, as well as a licensed therapist. And I'm also the owner of the Center for the Treatment of Addiction and J A Precious E, so which is an outpatient counseling service. So if you feel that your stress is out of whack, if you feel that your stress is causing difficulties in your relationships and you know that it's impacting your body, leave get a physical. If you have a job, you can go through EU like your EAP, which is Employee Assistance Program. It's free, it's confidential, it covers non medical issues. I know a lot of individuals are very frustrated because they're trying to do couples counseling and family counseling, which is not covered through your insurance unless it meets medical necessity, and medical necessity makes it a billing issue. So it's not that the therapists don't want to work with individuals, but when you're working with a relationship issue versus a mental health issue, that's two different things, two totally different things. But there are people out there that can help and that are willing to help because they love what they do. You can find individuals through Psychology Today, through BetterHelp, through Thrive. There's quite a few platforms, and if you are a therapist out there, now I'm about to do my own thing, and you are, or you have at least a bachelor's degree in health and human services, or psychology, or sociology, and you're looking for a job, I need some DV counselors, I need some parenting counselors, child abuse counselors, substance abuse counselors, so you can email me your resume because I need to delegate some more stuff to do. So I'm looking for DV counselors, child abuse, parenting, and substance abuse counselors. Okay? So again, my name is Jeanette Apney. You know how to reach me. Thank you. Have a good night. Bye-bye.